Today I'm speaking with Colton Dunn, who you've known from Key and Peel, Superstore, and now from the second season of Voyage to the Stars, a podcast that's kind of a radio comedy in the uh, in the old school sense of uh, radio, right? For sure, yeah, man. It's like a classic radio play. Yeah. Congratulations on, on your second season as Captain Tucker Lentz. Thank you very much. Super excited to be back. Yeah. How's the recording of, of this show in comparison to, you know, other voiceover gigs? Are you guys all together in the same room like an old school radio play, or is it everyone recording on their own and then it's just spliced together? Uh, we, we are. We're all together uh, in there. Um, you know, maybe seasons. Maybe in season three and four, everybody will get too big time to be all together. But uh, <laughs> right now, we're all together, you know, because the show is improvised. And uh, it's very helpful to all sort of be together as we're going over, uh, as we're improvising over the synapses. And the beautiful part is no makeup, you know, minimal rehearsal. Yeah. If the majority of it's improvised other than, you know, the scene setup, and you're good to go. Exactly. That's right. Sweatpants and flip-flops. Yeah. And no wheelchair for this one. Well, yeah, Captain Tucker is uh, is a character who does not need to use a wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, man. So now, Kristen, I can never pronounce her last name, and every time I see her, I get embarrassed. Uh, Kristen uh, Vangs- Vangsness. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, she's, uh, yeah. she's a new addition on the show. She's playing a lesbian alien in a love triangle, Nico. <laughs> yeah, uh, she is. And, you know, I actually don't know if, it's clear that she's gendered female because okay. I don't know what how gender works with her alien. So maybe maybe she's a lesbian. Maybe she's just uh, whatever those people are on our planet. Yeah. Um, but she is, you know, she's such a great addition to the crew. And uh, you know, just on her own, uh, she's an awesome person. But on the show, you know, I think people are really going to love this character. She's super funny, and obviously, you know, Tucker. Uh, is, uh, is, has a little thing for Elsa. And so when, um, when Nico also does, it does create a pretty fun love triangle. You know, what, what, uh, what brought the show about? Because, you know, you don't hear too many radio plays these days. I mean, there, there's several out there that have become popular, and thankfully this is one of them. But, you know, it's about this lovable misfit group in 2263 that's just going around the universe. You know, it's really Ryan Koppel's uh, brainchild. He kind of came up with the idea. Um, you know, I think he was sort of listening to uh, other podcasts and seeing, you know, the interesting, you know, all the interesting sort of narrative podcasts that had come out. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, in L.A. you have a lot of, like, awesome friends, and he's good friends with Janet Barney. He's a great improviser. And I think they kind of came together and just sort of developed this idea that, you know, if we sort of wrote the outline to this sort of space show and then got some improvisers together uh, to improvise over it, uh, you could make something pretty fun. And then on top of it, you know, we have a great sound design for the show. So it just makes it really fun to listen to because, you know, there's, you're, you're, you're able to kind of hear the world. I think the whole, the whole podcast, uh, you know, um, revolution has really brought back kind of what was awesome about radio, which was, you know, you can still do other things while you listen to it. (laughs) You can take a walk. You can be driving your car. You can, you can do all these things that, you know, and TV is great, but you, you know, TV is very selfish with your time. Like you have to look at it while it's going on, (laughs) see what's happening. 
Right. Um, and so I think it's just it's, it's 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 a perfect medium for this type of show, uh, you know, and it's the type of show that people love. War in the War in the World, you know, all these great old old radio plays that always did so well. Uh, and uh, they can listen to it while they're driving to work or working out or just sitting around the house. For sure. And then us being in Southern California, it's perfect for the car, like you said. Yeah. Oh, it's great, you know. And, I mean, it's, you know, sitting on the 405, you know, taking, you know, three hours to go five miles. I think it's a great thing to listen to. Five miles, that's just between the 10 and Santa Monica. Exactly. You know, and you got Paul F. Tompkins, Ernie Hayes, uh, Jesse Cox, Green Lantern himself, Phil Lamar. So, I mean, you guys got a huge cast with this going on. Dude, the guest cast has been great. Uh, You know, and what's really fun is, you know, all of the everybody on the cast. You know, we've all been we've all all been out here for in LA while. So, not only you know are they just sort of casting you know people who are really funny, but we also get to bring our friends in who we think are really funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's always a new cast of characters, uh, uh, every season, uh, as per the guest stars and this season is no different. Right. By the way, before we continue on a little bit about the podcast, uh, season five of Superstore just hit and Lauren keeps stealing all the best lines from you. Lauren? Yeah. Like (laughs) on Thursday, man, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and all of a sudden I spit out my coffee when you guys are planning, and this is a spoiler because it already aired, but, you know, you guys are planning Mateo's escape, and she just pulls out, you know, thank you for dumping on our sewage plan, and I spit out my coffee. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about this season is that Garrett's having to eat a little crow this season. Uh, in the last season, he murdered all of her birds. Yeah. Accidentally. Um, so I guess man slaughtered, uh, bird slaughtered all of her birds. Um, and, uh, you know, so this season, you know, usually Garrett, uh, you know, has, has a lot of confidence. He's, he's there ready to put someone in this place. But I think this season he's having to, you know, he's taking a little lower status, uh, <laughs> and has to take a few hits from Dina. But I mean, even last season, he lost like $3,500 worth of Jordans. Uh, yeah, she yeah, yeah in a flame in fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the great part. You're killing it. You're out here. You're doing a radio show. You're you're on a hit NBC TV series. Thanks to you guys and the Good Place, Must See TV is back on NBC. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no comedy starts in NBC. <laughs> yeah, and Perfect Harmony is now on there. I mean, you guys have that Thursday night block down. Yeah, man, I'm super excited, you know, with, uh, not just, uh, the, um, Perfect Harmony, but we got Sunnyside on Thursdays and, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is going to be coming back later on this year. Uh, you know, the comedy over at NBC has always been one of my historically favorite places for comedy and it's really awesome to be a part of it now. Oh, for sure. I mean, Golden Girls reruns are all over the place and that started part of the NBC revolution. (laughs) You better believe it. (laughs) Yeah. What's it like getting this recognition now? Because, you know, people hear you on the podcast. They see the show once a week. You're doing all sorts of other stuff. Key and P real runs, uh, reruns galore. You know, I mean, you start off as this comedian and actor, and all of a sudden it's boom, the show takes off, and now you're getting stopped at Pavilions or Ralph's or wherever. <laughs> you know, it's great. Uh, you know, I think it's also that because um, – you know, especially like Superstore and, and Voice and Stars, they're such fun shows. 
that all the fans that I run into are super fun people. Uh, you know, so everybody I run into who's, uh, who's into the show or knows, you know, either Voyage or Superstore, even, you know, Key and Peele fans, uh, you know, they're just like, they're just fun, awesome people. So, uh, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, I'm not like, uh, Brad Pitt or anything over here. Uh, nobody's getting starstruck, but everybody's really nice when they meet me. Does anyone give you grief for not being in a wheelchair? Uh, nobody really gives me grief. I think there's always a good conversation to be had about having representation right. uh, in the industry. And I think that uh, people, uh, you know, of all, all, all differences, especially those uh, who have disabilities, could be represented more uh, in film and television. Um, you know, for the purposes of our show, you know, we did, you know, we had everybody audition, including people who use wheelchairs and people who didn't. And for us, we just sort of, decided that we didn't want to lose that character and lose that aspect of, uh, of, uh, of representation in the show just because I didn't actually use a wheelchair. Right. Um, so I think that's where we kind of land on, on that side of it. But I certainly understand people uh, want uh, to see more representation on screen. Right, and the beautiful part is it's the it's an ethnically diverse cast without beating your head or beating you over the head with a hammer that it's an ethnically diverse cast. Exactly, you know, and that's sort of what we try to do. We just try to really be a mirror, uh, you know, and hold it up and not really have too much commentary on it or, or try to, like, parade it around. And I think that's the, that's what sci-fi has always done because it's so otherworldly and what you're doing with Voyage to the Stars because we don't know if, you know, like you said, Kristen's character is an alien, so we don't know what gender representation is on her planet. You know the 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 uh, the blending of the characters and where they come from and their origin stories. You know, not everyone it, their ethnic identity isn't significant to the storytelling. The great part is the storytelling. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, I think at the time that Voyage of the Stars is taking place, I think the biggest sort of uh, ethnic political issue has to do with dolphins. <laughs> if I remember correctly, on uh, the first season. Um, but that's always what's been so great about sci-fi. Uh, you know, especially when you look at Star Trek, you know, it had this ability because it was set so far in the future um, that it could still deal with, like, issues of race and, and sex and stuff like that. But in such a removed fashion that, you know, we, you, you could have a perspective of it without really, you know, hopefully without offending somebody or, you know, taking too hard a stance one way or the other. Right. And that, that's what you guys are doing. But tell me about the process with the show being you know, let's say 95% ad-libbed because you have to have like a minimum of an outline of which direction it's going to go. And then you guys just build from there and take off. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, we, we kind of go over the uh, sort of the outline with Ryan before we record each episode. Uh, and then we just dive in and we sort of do the logs one by one. And obviously if we, we finish a log and Ryan goes, Hey, you know, we actually didn't set this one part up clear enough. We'll kind of just go back and just do the, do it again. Uh -huh. Um, you know, just so that, it, you know, what, what comes out to when people hear it is just very clear and cohesive and doesn't get too, uh, off track. Um, but for the most part, we're just kind of going right off the page and, uh, and improvising. And if we find these other fun moments to just sort of play with each other, we're free to do that. And, like, yeah, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a really great process. Nice. Like, has Ryan set something up in, say, like, season one, and then by, like, episode seven, you guys went so far off into right field that he's like, all right, we're just going to keep going in that direction and forget what I wrote for the next three outlines? 
Well, you know what? He does a good job of playing it off if, if he did. <laughs> Everything seems to be going to plan for him. So I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that we've, uh, that we've taken so far off. You know, I mean, he really is, he really sees sort of the whole story ahead of time, uh, which is, which is an awesome person that it's a great mix to have, you know, somebody like that, then with a bunch of people who are just sort of making things up on the spot. And I feel like when we meet in the middle, uh, we're really able to come up with something great. What scene last season that just completely broke one of you in the middle of a take that you had to just continuously retake it and even having to change your change your plan of attack for what you were ad-libbing and what this season did the oh. same to you? <laughs> well, you know, for me, it's, um, you know, I, I don't usually have too many problems getting through my stuff, but since we're in the same room, a lot of times it's hard uh, to handle listening to other people because they're so funny and you're in the room. And so I think a lot of the stuff with Janet Varney, especially towards the end of the day when Janet gets a little loopy <laughs> and sorry, starts kind of making really, taking really big swings. Uh, that's always my favorite part. Um, you know, there's certainly times where it's, you know, it's harder for me to, you know, where I'll like make myself laugh. But for the most part, it's when people make me laugh that, uh, that I look forward to. Nice. And then, like, is it like a five-hour recording session, a four-hour recording session? And then how do you, like, trim it down to, you know, 45 minutes to an hour? Yeah, it really depends on the availability of everybody. Um, usually we try to record, I think, for about 45 minutes um, for each episode. As, as far as time, just time-wise, uh, some of that time may be used not recording, but kind of talking about what's going to happen in the next scene. Um, and then as far as the mix down goes, that's really all of our, our sound uh, designers and editors and everybody kind of makes those picks. Uh, I really step out of the process at that point and just let them put together something again so that the audience is hearing something that's cohesive. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're having a great time with all of this and everything else that you got going on, man. So that's the important thing. Oh man, I'm loving it. Yeah. And you know, the th- the far- the hard thing that I notice about comedic actors and comedians is people always expect you to be on and funny. Like, what do you do in your downtime to just relax? Because you could possibly be an introvert and just turning it on for me right now. <laughs> well, I am kind of an introvert. Uh, you know, like, uh, I do like to be funny. I like to be fun. I love talking about the shows and the different projects that I'm working on. Uh, but, you know, I also like to just kind of chill out and do my own thing. I'll play a lot of video games. Um, I, uh, you know, I love, I'm, I'm a big walker, so I'll just put on headphones and kind of walk. Um, I, uh, you know, I think it just depends on the situation, you know, like, well, you know, I love, I love going to parties with a bunch of friends, but, you know, going to like an Emmy party is, uh, uh, is, you know, sometimes a little bit more, um, over overwhelming, uh, you know, to kind of have to, where you do feel sort of like you got to turn it on all the time. Right. So mostly I like just chilling out with my friends and my family where I could just be myself, but I'm always having fun, man. <laughs> right. Well, I missed you at the NBC party for, for the fall lineup a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, that's why I bring up the Oh, was I thing. not there? I didn't see you there, but maybe you were. Hmm. Oh, was it the Broadway video party? <laughs> uh, it was the one at uh, Newhouse. Like they had the oh, big I was there. Oh, I didn't even see you, or else I would have said hi, because I talked to, like, oh, Mark. I was there. I did the... Oh yeah, I was there. Did that red carpet. I ate the tasty beef saute sticks. Got my picture taken in front of a bunch of things. Oh no, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Man, we could have done this interview face to face then. Yeah. Oh man, next time. Yeah, you got it, man. No, but like I'm having a great time talking to you. I, you know, sorry for being a little tongue tied. I'm just so excited because I love all your work and everything that you guys are okay. doing. That like I get awestruck with people that are super talented and like make it look effortless because I know how much how much work you guys put into all of this. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it is a lot of work, but, you know, it's also, you know, you know, especially for, you know, those Voyage of the Starcast, like, everybody has been working for years, you know? So, I mean, uh, you know, these are all people who have been, you know, working in, in comedy or in sci-fi or just in, in the creative world for, for a long time. So it's, you know, that, that's the nice part about it is that it's a very, um, it's a very uh, time-tested group of people that are putting together this show for everybody, and uh, I think that that shows. Nice. Uh, before I let you go, uh, I want to ask this question. Let's say I'm on the 405. I'm stuck between the 10 and Santa Monica for the next three and a half hours, and I just find the show. What should I expect from the show? You just find, you just are finding Voyage in the Stars? Just finding Voyage in the Stars. Like I got three hours to kill for that mile-and-a-half drive. Well, you're in for a treat. It's about to get good. You're about to go to space with the best captain the universe has ever seen. I love it, man. Where can we find you on social media before I let you go? You can always uh, you can check me out. Uh, I'm at, at Captain Dope. That's C-A-P-T-D-O-P-E on both Instagram and on Twitter. That's an old gamer tag that I came up with before I knew everybody would have to use their online names. <laughs> all the time <laughs> I came up with Captain Dope and I'm, I've just been stuck with it <laughs> it's a good one though you know um, and then uh, where can everybody find <clears throat> Voyage to the Stars uh, Voyage to the Stars available wherever you get your podcasts uh, we're on uh, all the all the platforms uh, so you can check out Voyage to the Stars there you want to check out Superstore uh, you can see us Thursday nights on NBC, and uh, you can always catch up on all the episodes at NBC.com or on Hulu. We got all the episodes on there, too. Uh, yeah, so I'm all over the place. Perfect. And you're doubling as a pitch man. That's even better. There you go. <laughs> Colton, thank you so much for your time, man. I greatly appreciate it. Hopefully, I'll see you at the next party. Yes. Take care. Thanks right. for the call. You got it. Take care. Bye-bye.